Welcome to the Tim Castle Live Show, where we meet courageous people doing inspirational things around the world. The art of great, fantastic, amazing discovery questions. Here we go. Discovery is something that I I fully, fully encourage any salesperson to spend more time in. You cannot do yourself a disservice by doing more discovery and spending more time of your conversations with clients in discovery. When you're doing that, you're really pouring into the client. You're really moving it from just talking about you and your products to really finding out what the client's pain is. And you want to push that pain. When you push the pain and you get them to understand and visualize what this current scenario is and actually get them to kind of think about it in their own words, in their own mind, or draw it out and to really describe it, what you're really doing is influencing. You're really influencing and you're really driving urgency. You drive urgency by highlighting the problem and helping them articulate and engage in that problem. What is the cost of them not doing something about it? What is the cost and the risk associated with that? Currently, what are they putting up with by not doing something? And then because they've described it to you, because they want to solve this problem and you're able to uniquely see how you can help them and where it fits, where whatever you're selling, your product or service, whatever you do, where that uniquely fits within that, you move from seller to advisor, from seller to expert, to, from seller to helpful advocate. And remember, the client is teaching you, and at the same time, they're teaching themselves. And that's where they start to convince themselves that, hey, we do have a problem here, and this needs to be addressed. And the person sitting in front of me probably has the right solution for me. And so because you help them unlock that, think of when someone really helped you figure out what was going on in a situation. That's the same thing. When you figure out and you help someone understand what's going on in a situation, you feel warmth to that person. You feel connection. You feel like, hey, yeah, they do know what they're talking about. And, and But you come up with the idea, so you're more bought in. You have buy-in to the things that you're most convincing yourselves of. And so when they understand, a client understands that they do have pain and they do have an issue, What you do differently as a salesperson is you don't then just jump to pitch your solution, your products, give them a demo. If you jump in and you give demos too early and you don't exactly know how you're positioning your product and you're just giving kind of normal run-of-the-mill conversation where you're listing out all your products and features and you get all excited about it, that's not actually what you want to do. Getting excited about something, yeah, it's nice to have passion, it's nice to have energy, it's nice to have enthusiasm, and it's really good, and you can transfer belief to the client like that, but they get it, and they also get that you have other motivations. What you need to do is focus on your client. Don't need to talk about you. If you do that too early and you start talking all about you and what you've got and your features and your products and your solutions, you're talking about you again, and it just it just doesn't work because the way that top sellers work is they focus on the client and they get them talking about them. They get them digging into that pain, that need, the things that are really going on in their business, and they drive urgency around it by getting specific. When you have clarity, you have confidence. And when your client has clarity, when they actually engage with that problem, they get clarity, they get confidence, and they're like, hey, yeah, this is time to do something about this. Right, cool. How can we do that? Well, we need to stay in discovery. We need to keep getting those great questions going. It's the questions. 
It's the questions that help you unlock that client, that help bring down the walls, that create the trust bridge where you can actually have a really meaningful conversation because you're focused on your client. Spend like 70% of your time in your sales cycle in discovery. Just pour into discovery. Discovery is so good and it's fun as well. It's so good and it's fun. And then when you hit on something because you've asked the right kind of discovery questions, the right discovery questions show that you've heard your client, show that you're in lockstep with them, show that you have the right intentions. You can start to influence because you can say things like, well, okay, now that we know you have X problem and you've told me about this, this, and this, and there's an urgency there, there's a need to solve. What's the criteria? What are you looking for in a partner? Can you just talk me through that? And so these are very open, very wide questions that give a lot of flexibility and a lot of different answers can come out. You don't want questions that can kind of control or limit the answers. You want questions that bring flexibility, that really require eloquence to answer, and you can get them to elaborate. And when you get a when you get a customer and they start elaborating and they start giving you all this juicy detail, don't then change your vibe to like switch again. Oh, this is where we're going to go pitch our product. Yes, you're saying the right things. No, you need to have that unbiased approach. You need to be cool. You need to be unattached to the result. Remember, this is about them and really digging into that pain and really digging into it and helping them understand what's going on through those questions. Tell me more about this. Hey, that was awesome. That was awesome. How would you like it to be? If we had an ideal world, how would it be for you? What kind of things do you look for in partners? What kind of vendors stand out to you? What's the most important priority here? These types of questions, they get them thinking about things in new ways. And when you can do that, when you can get a customer thinking about their business in a new way, you've hit a home run because you've got influence, but also because they're going to convince themselves. That's real selling. You're there as an advisor and the customer is convincing themselves and selling to themselves that, yes, we do have a problem here. Now we need to look for solutions. And that's where you come in and you can guide that conversation. You can guide them through to that. Well, here are the solutions that we have. And here's why we are leaders in the industry. And this is what we've done before. These are some of the peers that that have done this with us, case studies, proof points. You want that in there. You want some case studies. You want something that's directly related to them so that they can then go, well, yeah, we do want to understand what our competition is doing. You also need to understand your competition. You understand that they are there to kind of look at, they're going to be saying things about your business. And so you need to have points that you can bring up that lead them back to you. Because once the client has understood they've got a problem, they're looking to solve that. And yes, they're bought into you. They've got buy-in because it was their idea. This is really important. It was their idea. So they've got that buy-in that persuaded themselves. And now they're kind of open to think about solutions. This is where the power of story comes in. Now, stories don't need to be long. Now, stories don't need to be long. Stories can be short to the point, but they've got to have a point. You can't tell a story if it just waffles on and on and on. We've all been there where we've heard someone telling a story and you're just like, can you get to the point? It doesn't really work. So make sure that your stories are pretty much done in about two minutes, but they have a point and that point stays in their mind. Stories help move people towards you. They help move mountains. They help move emotions. They help buying decisions be made. So stories are really important. That's where you want your stories because then they can relate them. 
I used to do this in sales where people would tell that story that I've told internally to help sell it internally. And that's when you know you've got a great story, when you know that they've got to influence people internally and they can use your story because stories are so much easier than statistics to remember. When you remember stories, they can tell it to their boss. They can tell it to sell internally on your behalf. So stories are so, so powerful. And they come in play when you're there, when you know that the client has hit home and they found out that there's urgency around solving this problem. That's where you hit them with the story and the story helps them connect to you. It resonates with them. It resonates because it's a story that you've selected that matters to them. It makes sense for their business to hear about this story. So it's not just something that you've plucked from nowhere that's just like, look, you've got to hear about this this client and it makes no sense. It's got to make sense to their business. And again, you're bringing them closer. And then still keep in the discovery, still keep with them, still keep with them. If this is a complex deal, the more discovery you can do, the more influence and persuasion that's going on, the more help that you can provide, the more value you are able to add. Remember, this client now has something in mind. They're like, we want to achieve this. And the more that you're able to differentiate yourself and your company through the value that you provide, through the way that you're doing it, the way that you're even selling. And I love this. This is the way that you're selling is a differentiator. That is a differentiator. You set yourself apart from so many other salespeople when you stay in discovery, when you ask the right questions, when you ask open questions, not closed questions. A closed question is something like starting with a, did you do this? Or can you do that? Or are there enough people here? Like they all end in a yes or a no. That's a closed question. You use that to clarify, that's fine. But when you want to open something up, Use a what, use a when, use a where, use a tell, use a describe, use a give me, like help me understand. Like these are really good open openers that get people to elaborate, get people to talk more about their business and get them on a roll. And that's the momentum piece. That's the momentum. And when you've got that momentum and someone's in that rhythm and they're speaking to you in that way, it's a beautiful feeling. It's beautiful because you're connected and they've connected to the issue. And then you can drive home on that issue and really speak to how you solve that pain point that they have. How do you solve that? And the way you do that is the differentiator. How you're selling and being in the interaction is the key differentiator. Even just spending that time in discovery and not jumping into your product demo is a differentiator because everybody else that they see will jump in and talk about them. Let me tell you about what we do. Let me tell you about our demo. Look at our features. Look at what we can do. Look at all the awards we won. Yes, that's really good stuff. And that's the patter, but it doesn't differentiate you from anyone else. And it's forgettable. We want to make an impact. We are momentum sellers. We want to make an impact. We want to leave people better off and we want to give them value in every interaction. So how do we do that? We have to stand out. We have to differentiate. We differentiate with the power of our stories. And sometimes that means telling stories where we didn't win, where we failed. Sometimes that means telling a client, hey, look, I was in this situation before with this kind of client, with a client just like you, and we didn't go down this route. We didn't do this, and it didn't work out. And, and you can really show your vulnerability in that moment because you're not attached to the result. 
the result being i need to sell you on this product i need you to understand no you're not attached to i need to make the sale you're giving value you're and that's what you're attached to and your attention your intention is to serve in that way as a momentum seller and you create momentum because you're doing things that don't promote resistance you do things that promote attraction you do things that are keep opening up the conversation keep bringing more rich goods out of the conversation that the other salespeople in the competitors aren't going to be able to do, aren't doing and aren't spending time on. So when they then come in and present, they do that just that. They come in, they sit down, they do a couple questions of discovery, they move on, they present, and the client can see a massive difference between how they're interacting with them and how you interacted with them. It's so big because you will have taken them through some stuff. They will have taught you about their business. So the buy-in is huge. They understand the difference that you really care about solving their problem and not just pitching your products. And if you can, if you can do something memorable, whether it's that's leaving a drawing. In my old company years ago, we used to draw things out. We used to grab the notebook of the customer and we used to draw out the deal. So they have it there forever as a reference point. Draw it out with the numbers, all the breakdown. We're sharing something that's almost like a PL. It was almost like how we make our money. But that experience left the customer with something that they could go back to. They could use it to sell internally. They could use it to feel knowledgeable and they could use it as a reference point. And that is something that the competitors weren't doing. It's something that they would come in and pitch, but then they wouldn't give the mechanics of how the deal works. What's the deal structure? And having that as a unique differentiator, when you provide that knowledge and that expertise to someone about how that uniquely addresses their problem and you leave it with them, it's a massive gesture. It's a massive gesture. And that kind of gesture, it transcends relationships. It builds long-term partnerships. It makes the difference. It makes the difference, the differentiator in how you did it. So all the other people that were coming in with their fancy presentations and their talk, but not revealing the key details, the real thing that people want to know, they didn't break down the bridges as much. They didn't make the connection. And all we were doing was taking a notebook, taking a pad that they had and say, hey, can I just can I just draw this out for you? All right, now you have a go. What about this? What about if we change that number? Oh, then this is what happens to the deal. What about this side of things? And it promoted the questions from them. They start asking the questions. So then they're doing discovery in your discovery and you get more details from them because you've left this visual rhythm, because you've left this example, because you've gone there. Because you went there and you helped them understand how this works and the mechanics of it, you gave them something that not everyone else gives. They start giving better questions and better answers as a result. And you can also ask questions off the back of that that would be hard to ask if you hadn't have taken that notepad and done the drawing and explained it in that way. So sometimes you've got to get creative in this way that it's just breaking out of that mold of what we're taught or what we think is great sales. Because it's not. Because it's not. Great sales is not just walking in, ask a couple of questions, do a bit of small talk, whack out the laptop, let's go, slick presentation. Wasn't it awesome? Aren't we great? You get it, I get it. Oh, smiles all around, hugs, embraces, let's go. And they leave the room and the client is actually none the wiser and they don't. you haven't attached your product or value to their pain. You haven't attached it. 
So there's no attachment. It's just like, yeah, these guys are great presenters. They're great talking through their product. They know their stuff, but they don't actually know. We don't know if they solve their pain. Whereas the other guys, you, when you go in, you're going in in a whole different way, a whole different way. And you blow competition out the water this way. This is where you create massive urgency and massive momentum, which is what we want. Momentum is always what we're trying to create here both in the buyer and the customer psychology and both with you and the number of deals you can do and the number of touch points you can have and the number of spheres of influence you can be in and your team feel that. So you've all got this buzzing momentum going on and you roll from conversation to conversation and because these conversations are fruitful, because you spend time in discovery and you don't rush the process to jump in and pitch and talk about you, they're so great, they're so good. And so you take that energy into the next one and it becomes a model, the momentum sales model, it becomes a model for how you do everything. It becomes a model for every conversation. So discovery, discovery, discovery. The art of discovery is in the way you do it, the questions you ask, which bring down the walls and then leaving something behind that makes you memorable. The way you do it should make you memorable. And also if you can, just break that mold, break out of it and do not rush into demo or pitching too early really hone in on trying to find out what 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 matters to this business the most what is their biggest problem right now what's their biggest challenge and really that's just the top right if okay it's this right well that's just the theme whatever they say that's just the theme we need to make more sales right that's just the theme more sales how can we do that how do you currently go about that what's your process for making more sales what have you already discovered about making sales where are you losing money how can, is it marginal revenue that you're after? What has worked in terms of partnerships? What has worked before? What are you thinking about? Where are you thinking to go? Where are you losing money? How will your competitors do it? How, what is your process for doing this? What is, can you guide me through that? Can you elaborate more on that? And you really, really, really push. And why do we need more sales? And what, what are we going to do with the money for more sales? And what's costing us now right now? What is the risk if we don't take action right now? All of these things, they build into this beautiful conversation and they change the dynamic. So I hope this helps you spend more time in discovery, become a momentum seller and really go out there and win.